0: Uh five on the floor, ride for my dogs. wait here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs, just like Buck to say, you in trouble, y'all check the floor playing, got a all band. y'all seen the block, stop the one hand And we trust, it's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up.
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, let's try this again. (laughs) All right, welcome to Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. We've got Sean Rochester. You can follow him at... As Rochester NBA, this will end up on the podcast feed eventually. We are coming to you after the Miami Heat beat the Houston Rockets on a last second, literally last second. They were point seven seconds left on the clock. Inbounds pass from Gabe Vincent to Jimmy Butler, who skied high to dunk it. That ended the game, and it basically ended any chance of this being a complete embarrassment tonight, because we're going to get into that. I mean, we could talk about the greatness of one particular play. But we also need to talk about what happened before that, because this is just simply not going to be good enough going forward. All right, we do want to talk though about the sponsors here. Our producer, Manny Chang, going to help us get these up for us. Uh, prize Picks, use the code five, FIVE. get your initial deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Get it done before the weekend. We got the Super Bowl coming up here on Sunday. We are uh, running different contests. We're going to be giving away free Prize Picks promos, but you must use the code five. We can check, okay? And you do get that initial deposit match. Up to $100, so go to pricepicks.com, or you can just go to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, and you can download it there for free. Thank you, BAM, for going over today in the first half, and thank you, Greg Savander, for suggesting that. That worked out pretty well. I played a BAM uh, KO, uh, you know, to play there, and that was an easy win. Also, we are sponsored by our friends over – our friend, Lynette, she'll probably join us here at some point. Go to insurancebylynette.com, A-aggressive insurance. She can help you get car insurance, life insurance. I always mention the car insurance because she does a great job with that. If you have a bad driving record, I can tell you because I've referred people to her. Uh, She can get that done for you, no matter how bad the driving record. 954-581-8800, 954-581-8800. And we are proud to report that Lynette told me the other day that she's been getting a lot of clients from here, and that's because she does a great job. So reach out to her again at A-Aggressive Insurance. All right, Sean, let's get to it. We'll introduce our other sponsor a little bit later in the show. Uh, Let's talk about the good first. Okay, because I I know that that he fans want to focus on the bad and we are not going to get away from it today. But let's focus on the last play, because Eric Fulcher has run this kind of stuff before. They ran a back screen there. It's a great pass from Gabe where there's been difficulties getting those passes in uh, recently. And then it's a great cut. It's a great. It was basically a great play from Jimmy also to get up. Houston's an inexperienced team. They're bad defensively, even though the Heat didn't exploit that tonight. But still, let's give them a little credit at the start.
2: Yeah, I mean, a great design by Spoh. Stagger screen with Jimmy as one of the screeners. It looked like Max Bruce was going to come to the top. That kind of looked like the the action they were running. And then the other stagger screen was from Tyler, and Tyler then – Kind of pedaled up, got Jimmy on another screen, and then he rolled to the basket and and perfect pass by Gabe. Put it right on the money. Jimmy throws it through. Um, great play design. And, and, you know, you exploit a team that's not good on defense. I swear, and I want to try to find the clip tonight or tomorrow morning, I swear they ran the same action for Dwayne Wade on a last-second shot big three era. Same type of box they set did. on a sideline out of bounds. So, they, they you well, know, it's, actually- it's one of those things.
1: Actually, Sean, they ran it twice. It it came back to me today. One was in Minnesota, I believe. I was there. Uh, I I remember them running that action. And then I remember them running it again later on. It didn't play out exactly the same way. I don't think it led to a dunk, actually. But they ran that exact same action. He brings things back sometimes like six, seven, eight, ten years later. We've talked about sort of the difficulty they had inbounding. Before they had difficulty inbounding this season when they were trying to kill a game. Right. When they were trying to throw it back to the and you know, that whole thing about trying to get it back to the backcourt and all that and try to kill a game tonight, they actually did it to win a game. So it's a great play. It's a, it was a great play execution. And that's pretty much the only good thing we're going to say about tonight. Uh, Tyler hero was terrific offensively kept them in it. And bam was great early in the game until the foul trouble. The rest of this was dog bleep. I'm sorry. Like I, you know, and, and the day after the trade deadline, I can't excuse it. I mean, we can talk about how they're playing guys like, you know, they're playing guys straight up from the G League and all that. They have their three best players on the floor for most of the game, even with Bam's foul trouble. Jimmy was a no-show until the fourth quarter tonight completely. They cannot afford that. And it's just, it's just not good enough. Like, I'm sorry, you're at home. You're playing – you got a day off. You're playing against a team that is giving up 135 points in, per game in their last four games – you don't break a hundred against them. I mean, we can talk about whether it's, you know, per hundred possessions, but you don't break a hundred in the modern NBA against the worst defensive team in the league. That is literally tanking. I mean, they li- that's what they're doing. Like, I-, I know Silas doesn't want to admit it, but it's they're They're playing their young players ton of minutes because they know those players are going to make mistakes. Sean, I, I can't, I- we got the one play. We got Tyler. We got bam at the beginning. Everything else tonight was garbage.
2: Yeah. To your point about the points per 100, 102 offensive rating against a awful defensive team. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to get off against them and it doesn't matter, we, we can't make excuses at this point about Bouye and people like that. Like that's not the reason you had a 102 offensive rating, the execution. I, I said earlier in the game, I was talking with Brian and Greg in a, in a text message group chat. Like if you just ran a couple actions, against that defense moved it side to side a couple actions they would break down consistently and we just continued to go one side of the floor put up bad shots it's just disappointing because I think we feel like we're better than we are and you keep saying you know we're the definition of average we just continue to show everyone you know what we're not better than we are we are exactly what you have seen we are average as can be
1: and when you have a two-point win against the worst team in the league and your net rating coming in is mm. 0. 0.0, your net rating is going to stay 0.0. 0. That, that's <laughs> that, that, that that's where it is. I mean, again, they won on the skin of their teeth and basically on one perfectly executed inbounds pass. And otherwise, this is a complete and utter disaster. Like, I was about to tweet, well, at least they still can get to the trade deadline. Oh, well, that just happened. And, 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 and again, I... You know, we can talk about Depot being out and Yurik being out. Nobody's going to talk about Kyle being out, okay? But some of the guys that are out right now. But you have your three best players. And I'm just thinking back to previous, say, Pat Riley teams, okay? If, if the Heat had Zoe and Tim and MASH available in the late 90s, we wouldn't be focusing on maybe Vashon Leonard is out, OK, we wouldn't be focusing. On, OK, who, by the way, is another was another of their developmental projects. OK, we wouldn't be focusing on on, uh, you know, Anthony Carter is out. OK, if you're looking at the big three era and you had Dwayne and Chris and and LeBron, you wouldn't be saying, oh, what are what are they going to do? Because I don't want to say Norris because I love Norris. Uh, but let, let, let's say Shane's Shane's missing for a week. OK, and they don't have uh, and Birdman's out. And so they got to play Joel Anthony. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be talking about that, okay? So I'm not going to talk about guys who are not beyond their top three. If you have your top three players against a team that is literally tanking, that is what they are doing. You are at home. They've given up 135 on average in their last four games. You have to be better. And, look, Bam was great early and Tyler was great offensively throughout. But – it's still not enough. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, it, it needs to be enough. And you mentioned the passing the side to side. They were doing it for the first five, six minutes of the game. Like, Crotty was pointing it out. Like, the ball was popping. They were moving. They had a couple possessions where everybody was moving, right? And, and then it just stops. It just stops for long stretches of the game. And they think they're better than they are. I think that's the problem. Like, like we recognize now, finally, our, our network, okay, and I was slow to re- realize it, that they're average the fan base has been saying that they're average since the very beginning of this year. They don't think they're average. They think they're great. <laughs> they really do. Like they think they're good enough to just roll the balls out and like go through these stretches where there's no movement, there's no passion, there's no nothing. And they're going to be okay. That last drive. Okay. That tied the game. They had their defensive five on the floor. Their Tyler was on the floor. They had Caleb. They had Gabe. They had Bam. They had Jimmy. And they had Highsmith. That's the best defensive five they could put on the floor at that stage without Depot being out there. And they let a guy go coast to coast for a layup. That can't happen.
2: And I thought twice it was a mistake that Silas called timeouts. He called the mm-hmm. one timeout to set up the defense, to which allowed them to sub, and we gave up. Then they called the timeout on uh, the free throw, and they, that's when they gave that coast to coast. I mean, it was a tough shot. Don't get me wrong. Like, Caleb played – Pretty good defense, and it was a tough shot by Jalen Smith. But, like, you can't let a guy get a point-blank two-foot layup in that situation. It's got to be something outside the paint, basically. It It's just disappointing because Houston's going to make mistakes, and they did tonight. Mm-hmm. Think about the last minute. Tyler three, a Jimmy foul, and then the last shot. Like, that's what got you the win against a team that has no business being in that situation with you. The game should have been over six minutes before that, eight minutes before that against a team like this. You just can't keep scraping by like this, unfortunately.
1: And they don't even want to be in that situation with you. That's the thing. Like this, the goal for Houston is not even to win games like this. And I understand mm-hmm. players on the floor are going to play hard. I get it. But they are conditioned to make mistakes at this stage. I mean, they, they were showing on valleys how frustrated Silas has been with their defensive effort lately. I, was try- I didn't have time to do it before the postgame, but I was going to look up Houston in the clutch this year because I could bet, okay, <laughs> I could bet that they have the worst clutch numbers in the league this year because there have been so many of these games for them where they are competitive and they just fumble it away on the stretch. They look like they had no idea what to do in the half court at the end of these games. They don't have a go-to player at this stage. I, I like Sengun a lot, okay? I think he's going to be really good. They don't know how to play through him at this point when the game matters. And it's just, again, it's just it's just not consistently good enough. Like, I thought there were some okay moments from Gabe during the game. There were some pretty good moments from Caleb early in the game. But the collective, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to be optimistic about some things because we know that the Eastern Conference is sort of there for them to take a home court seed. I just don't know if this team can be consistent enough to actually get there. And that, that's why today is, it's like, make a statement today, okay? You've won seven, seven straight at home you just came off of the trade deadline. Everybody's still there. I don't know what Jimmy was doing the first 3 quarters of this game. And and I, this thing about, you know, playoff Jimmy and he'll be there when you need it. I I believe that. But they need to see playoff Jimmy a little bit more during the regular season. They can't survive these clunk. I mean, if they played a decent team tonight, they lose by 20. Now, maybe if they played a decent team he would have shown up. But the way he played tonight, that's not going to be good enough against anybody but a Houston at home.
2: And you haven't even started talking about the uh, six-minute mark question because it happened again tonight.
1: I don't, Well, no, I tweeted about it. And here's the thing. I asked Jimmy about it the other night, and he kind of danced around it. Okay, I don't know that anybody's asked Spoh directly about it, not, not in a press conference setting, and I think that probably needs to be done. And if I get to the game on Monday night, I'll do it. I, I just think that the, the thing with Jimmy is you know, he said he'll do whatever it takes to win and all that. They are trying to hold his minutes down. I know that. That was the priority when he started missing the back-to-backs because of the knee and because of the back. Uh, but holding the minutes down, you can hold the minutes down without sitting him during the first six minutes of the fourth quarter, which is this stretch of the game where Miami either gives up leads typically or they put themselves in a position where they're behind and they get behind more, and then he has to do what he did tonight. And think of how many things had to go right at the end of that game there was a challenge that that was close that Houston didn't get the benefit of the doubt on uh, there was another goal ten situation he got some calls basically where i thought he, he he was smart to get himself bailed out but he got in bad positions and got bailed out i mean he when you talk about having to grind out a game tonight that's what he had to do at the very end of it but it's always like with nine minute mark and the nine minute mark i'm looking and i'm saying okay is he at the scores table yet no eight minute mark is he at the scores table yet no and I think he got in with 6.02 left tonight. And, and literally, I mean, again, they needed, they needed a backdoor inbounds lob to finish this thing. And I don't understand, as much as I love much of what Spo does, I don't understand why they're not giving themselves a longer runway with this. Give him nine minutes instead of six minutes. I don't care how bad he was tonight. You don't have enough good players <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, have, to have him off the floor in that situation, particularly when Dan was playing through foul trouble.
2: Yeah, and I agree. And, you know, tonight being on the front end of a, night, a back-to-back, like I think that there's a little bit of that. Like you're thinking about the minutes over the course of 48 hours. Being on the front end of a, night, a back-to-back. But at the same time, like, that, like it was a one or two possession game, and I feel mm-hmm. like there was – the opportunity to give him a little bit more rest in this situation, because it was still close, but I agree with you at times. It's a very delicate line because that game can switch really quick in the NBA, not just tonight, but in any game, two, three possessions go on, you go on a six 0 run the opposite way. And now you're down by eight and now you're trying to get Jimmy in to bail you out. It's just, I think it's tough for Spo to manage those minutes, but I think to the, to your point, doing it earlier in the half and not trying to think about it so much in the last six to eight minutes, you can still keep them at that manageable number as you move forward.
1: All right. Um, I'm hoping, because I can't get to the comments right now. Unfortunately, I'm doing this on my phone tonight. So I'm hoping Manny can throw some comments up here so we can react to some of your reactions. Um, as we go forward, though, before we do that, I do want to mention another sponsor here on the five reasons sports network and of five on the floor post game show, uh, which is ODM uh, performance solutions, ODMPSI.com. They can help your business. If you run a business or you are friends with a boss who run the business, reach out to them, odmpsi.com. They can get you everything with C- C- C-suite level leadership all the way down the chain. They also can do call centers for you. They're based right here in Pembroke Pines. We're kind of taking Miami and that whole area by storm here. And big Miami Heat fans as well. That's how they reached out to us. So you need a consulting company for anything in your business. Reach out to odmpsi.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Miami
0: Heat.
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
0: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, Everything just makes sense.
2: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: The ODM performance solution tonight, uh, it turned out to be Tyler Hero, actually. Uh, and, and look, I think he fans are a little skeptical of some of these performances. I don't want to poo-poo this either. We've seen Tyler play really big against Houston. All right, Sean, I mean, like, He's been terrific against Houston and some of these bad teams, and I think Heat fans want to see this translate now to some of the better teams that defend him harder. Because you can Mm -hmm. see tonight, like, against a team that gives him a little space and allows him to get to his spots and allows him to get into a rhythm, he's going to be really good. And, you know, that three he made at the end of the game, I did not think was a particularly good shot, but he (laughs) he likes those shots. Okay, it went in. Fine. But now I think the thing for Tyler is it's good. He helped save them tonight, okay? He was their leading scorer, and they won, so we get away from that whole statistic. But but we need to see, that after the All-Star break, when some of the better teams start to come in again, we need to see him find this kind of space against those teams. But again, he bailed him out tonight on a night that Jimmy was bad. Uh, I, I give him credit for that. This one comes, we'll get to some of the comments now. We're just going to throw them up quick. Uh, Ramore Arias, Jimmy looked extremely strange out there tonight. It's funny because... Usually um Crotty and Eric won't mention this, but they made a point of mentioning that Jimmy didn't look like he had his lift. And then he had his lift on that last basket. And I know where Heat fans are gonna go with this, so I wanna head this off. I don't think Jimmy's performance today was was connected to them not making a move at the deadline. Like I can't see the comments now, but I'm sure that's coming out on the comments. I don't get that sense. I, from my understanding of it, Jimmy wasn't really expecting a big move yesterday. I think he had resigned himself based on conversations I had with people close to him that there was not going to be a big move. And as we know, he wasn't really pushing for them to trade Kyle. as you know, He's not going anywhere at the end of it. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think this was related to that. Maybe it was related to a weak opponent coming in. Maybe he just didn't have the right mindset tonight. But at least he rescued it but yeah he did not look like himself for the first three quarters. Like i it, it's one thing Sean for him to be non-aggressive which sometimes he is when he's setting other guys up. He was not existent. He wasn't non-aggressive, he was not existent for the first three quarters. So I, I don't think it's tied to anything except maybe this was just a you know just a night he just wasn't feeling like playing because that's what it looked like for the first three quarters.
2: Yeah, and, and unfortunately we don't have the talent for him to go through the motions and survive. You had right. great Tyler Hero and great Bam Adebayo, and you were clinging for you know life, basically, against a bad Rockets team. So I think when he checked back in at that six-minute mark, he had six points, eight points. Yep. I mean, that's and, that's, he that's, he that's only, crazy. He
1: only, had, he only had one field goal
2: to that point. I mean, yeah, that's – but like you said, it could be worse. It could be very much worse because he found a way to get it done between him and Tyler and, and guys at the end, and they got a win. So be thankful for that, I guess.
1: All right, this comes in from Love and Light uh, Meditation here. I think a lot of Heat fans need that. Who do you think we will go after in the bio? Well, look, we had heard that they're going to kind of wait to see everybody who's out there. They're making preliminary contact. Russ was the name that came up today. Um, I I believe that they – I mean, I know they have interests. They have interests. Barry's confirmed that. They have interests. I don't know that they've necessarily zeroed in on him the way that the perception has gone today. I, there, there are a lot of guys out there. What there are not is a lot of front court players. And so you're essentially making a decision between guards. And that decision is based in part on whether or not you think Kyle Lowry is going to play a lot for you the rest of the year. I've reported that I don't expect him to have a big role the rest of the season, irregardless of whether they bring somebody else in. But the fact that I don't believe he's going to have a big role this season is one of the reasons I do think they're going to bring in a point guard I don't think they're just going to go with Gabe and Depot. I think they're going to bring in one more guy. Uh, and then, so you look at it and you have Westbrook, you have Beverly, you have Reggie Jackson. Will Barton's obviously a two, uh, but there are a lot of, there are a lot of playmaking guards out there. John Wall past their prime and it's kind of like, which flavor do you like? What is not out there is a 37% knockdown three point shooter at the point guard position that guy's not there. I mean, they're all bad shooters. Beverly can be okay sometimes. But otherwise, Reggie Jackson has, has moments, right? But otherwise, Wall is a bad shooter. Westbrook's a bad shooter. It's not going to help your shooting problem. They will add somebody, okay? I just I don't know that they've necessarily decided it's Russ or Bust at this stage. I, I feel like they're going to allow this thing to play out a little bit and and then go after him. Now, if Russ chooses Chicago – I don't know. Maybe Goron gets a buyout. Maybe he ends up back here. So let's see. <laughs> you know, let's 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 see how this thing plays out. I think we need to give it a couple of days. And I also think you know Russ is going to decide how much money he wants to take from Utah. That may take a little time too. And so I, I don't think this is something that's imminent. I don't think it's going to be in the next couple of days. That's the way I look at it. Manny, we got two more comments here before we close. I'll throw up a couple more. Uh, this comes in from Twenty One hours. Jimmy went out with six thirty in, in in the third. Came back with six minutes left in the game. That's on Spo. Jimmy played 11 second and a half minutes, right? See, that's the thing. Like, I almost thought he was hurt.
2: Yeah. He only played 28 minutes in the game. I mean, that's, that's, tomorrow, a, that's, that's but, wild.
1: But they're playing tomorrow, but they're playing in Orlando. I mean, it's not, it's not, they're not flying cross country. They're not playing a contender. Right. Like I, I just, I don't, I mean, I, I, again, I understand they're trying to manage him on back-to-backs, particularly with a thin roster. But if it's a difference between winning or losing a game, wouldn't you rather get him back in with eight minutes left, so that maybe it, then you give yourself more flexibility? So if you do lose tomorrow in Orlando on the second night of the back to back, you haven't you haven't been swept in a back to back? Like I, I just I feel like you win the game and then figure it out, right?
2: Here's what I'll say. This is what we do now. I guess we punt it down the down the road, I guess. Tomorrow, if Jimmy plays and he plays because he had a minutes restriction tonight, I'm cool with him playing 28 minutes, especially because we got the win. If he plays 28 minutes and he sits out tomorrow, that doesn't make sense to me. Even I'm though we got you. the win tonight, that doesn't make you, but sense. Sean,
1: but Sean does – I mean, is, is the difference between 28 and 32 minutes going to be the difference in him playing tomorrow night or not? Because, I, I see, to me, I don't – I understand what you're saying –
2: sure yeah
1: it's worse if he doesn't play tomorrow because then you're like well why did he not play 35 yesterday i I get it in hindsight we'll say that but i don't know why the difference between 20 and 32 should dictate whether or not he plays tomorrow night like that doesn't you have to win the game like i just i just think you have and spo knows this like they can't they can't punt on these games against these bad teams at this point Mm -hmm. like they the Knicks are breathing. I know the Knicks. The Knicks came. You know, they they kind of stole uh, defeat from jaws of victory tonight. I think they were leading early. Brunson had a big first quarter. I believe they lost, right? But but they're still they're breathing yeah. down your neck for the sixth spot. And there's a couple of these other teams that we thought were going to uh, go the other direction, and they didn't sell off. Chicago and Toronto did not sell off. So I don't think you can. And Atlanta. So I don't think you can just say you're clear of all of those teams. Like you're a bad week away from being back in that mess with Atlanta with potentially Toronto not probably not with Indiana but you you're back in that and then you're you and then you you're not catching Cleveland and you, if that happens and you're not right and Brooklyn's going to come back to you but it's going to take a little bit of time i mean i think they'll have a prolonged losing streak but not maybe not yet cuz they'll play with ener- they're playing with energy without Kyrie and, and and Kevin right now but i i just i don't think you can punt on any of these games like i you have three guys who have to play 35 minutes now
2: Right, but it's exactly what you've been saying. Like you're you're dead in the middle. You're a good week away from being right back mm-hmm. in the mix for a top four seed, probably the the four seed, and you're a bad week away from being back in the play in. You're just stuck right in the middle, which it, it defines what we've seen so far this season through whatever it is, fifty something games.
1: I was a little surprised. We'll get to one more comment. We'll close. Uh, I was a little surprised that we didn't hear from Riley yesterday. Because uh, he, he didn't speak to the Beats, right? I don't feel believe he did. There was no quotes. There was no nothing. I mean, I, I know that people in the organization spoke to the beat writers. I spoke to people inside the organization too. But like, typically, even if they don't make a move, Pat will speak. I, that's even if it's a conference call or something like that. And it's just kind of been radio silence. Uh, I don't think. I think the last time Riley, he Riley didn't even speak at the uh, at the gala. Which typically he will speak, and he'll take a few basketball questions at that type of stuff, whether it's the gala or whether it's uh, uh, Family Fest. There's been, I don't think he's spoken to the media since Jovich was introduced. Which
2: I know you can't see the comments, but the comments are letting you know that Pat is asleep, according to the comments. Well, see, just, I don't want to hear. Just it. in I, case, I, I know, I know, I know. He,
1: he's not asleep, and stop sending out those fake reports and all that stuff. Okay. See, that's not very nice. We're not going to do that. I'm not putting that on the podcast. I'm just, look, I'm, I'm turning 50 on Monday. You can send me there too, but I'm just saying like, I don't, I, 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 I think that, I think the organization needs to do more at this point to explain what the direction is that would you, I mean, suppose you're coming out today and simply saying we want to see it through. I mean, I'm not printing that t-shirt like, see it you know see it through like that's not the heat don't see things through like they don't they they keep they keep building until they get it right right isn't that what we're used
0: to
2: yeah you you know when we have these games where we have like seven or eight nine guys active and and spoke you seem very excited for it right the challenge of like piecing it together i almost feel like the scenario we put ourselves in with this kind of depleted roster, nobody believes in us. Like yeah. he's just eating that up. Like this is the challenge. Like this, this roster is not supposed to be even where they're at right now. Everybody doubts us. We didn't add anything since who knows when pre pandemic, we haven't si- traded a player or signed a player, whatever it is. They just keep scraping by and, and maybe at the end, you know, they somehow figure it out, but. It's certainly not a pretty picture for us to watch. Well,
1: Sean, that we have enough philosophy, which is part of their problem. And I said this yesterday on a podcast because there is this assumption that Spo will just make everything work. And, and I feel like that has led to some of the inertia. They don't like me and I use that word either because they say they were not inactive yesterday. They were active. It was just that there was nothing that they felt was worth doing to give up future assets. I understand that. But I'm saying like th- th- this this thing where okay, we'll give you a bunch of undrafted guys. We'll give him this and this, and Spo's going to figure out a way to, way to make it work. And he has, he typically does, but at a certain point, like, there are ceilings, and we discussed this. And, and so when these players keep hitting their ceilings or this team keeps hitting their ceiling, like, what else do you want them to do? Like, this is like a Houdini act that they're expecting him to pull all the time, same as they're expecting Andy to pull it. Like, with, you know, okay, we, we're not going to pay the luxury tax, so figure out a way to keep us $50,000 under the luxury tax line the whole year. And then, okay, we need a little more wiggle room, so we're going to trade Dwayne Dedman and package him with a second-round pick and, and not be able to use him in another trade, because we're afraid if we, that we don't make the deal with San Antonio early in the week, that there's not going to be a deal for us, and we're going to get stuck with Dedman later in the week. These are all Houdini acts. Like, at a certain point, like – you know, Houdini dies. Like, he's no longer with us. You know what I mean? Like, And, and I, 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 I feel like that's kind of where we're at. It's like you're expecting everybody. It's kind of like like playing Madden and putting it on the hardest level all the time just to see if you can get a first down. Like, I, I don't I, – I, I want them to get to a position where things are easier. And even tonight, and I think this is a good way to close, this was a Houdini act tonight. Like, they literally needed a brilliantly designed play, a perfect inbounds pass, and Jimmy Butler jumping twice as high as he had jumped the entire night to finish off the worst team in the league, score fewer than 100 points against a team that had averaged giving up 135 or the past four, to escape at home after they had a night off. I, I'm The play was nice. The game sucked. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Uh, follow him again. <laughs> It's Rochester NBA. Uh, And I want to tell you guys everything, too. One thing, too. Next week, if you want to complain about the Heat, you can do it with us uh, because we're going to start something next Wednesday called Playback TV. You're going to be able to watch the game with us on Playback, comment. We're going to be doing the commentary. So we love Karate and Reed, but you're going to be listening to us uh, starting next Wednesday against the the Nets. Uh, We're going to do that game when they travel to Brooklyn. Thanks, Sean. Greg fell asleep. So, actually, he's the big loser tonight <laughs> because I wasn't supposed to do this tonight, which is why we're scrambling a little bit. Manny, uh, we appreciate it. This, uh, this is our producer, Jermaine. Let's not get it twisted. We're not anywhere close to being a good team. They're average. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.